Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say it's such an honor and pleasure to be with you on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And so do I. That's why my program's here. I've been with Voice America. I'm now in my sixth year, and I was one of the first people to recognize, I think, the power of the Internet on this type of radio programming, which is conscious radio programming. And so I got on the bandwagon early, and I'm so glad I did because it's really grown and expanded, and Voice America has some incredible programs programs to, to offer the public and to offer you to inspire and enlighten you and to make your lives happier and healthier. And that's what this program, Positive Living, does. And I have a wonderful guest on today. Today's show is pre-recorded, so you won't call in. But I have on really a leader and a pioneer in her field. My guest, I'm very privileged to have on, is Sandra Ray, the best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is and I Deserve Love. And she's one of the, mon- the, the modern founders of the rebirthing movement. Her most recent book was Pell's, Ri- Pell's Wish on Hawaiian Spirituality. And today we're discussing her newest book, which is going to be hot off the press, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, Bringing the Sacred Power of the Divine Mother into Our Lives. An avid world traveler and one-time Peace Corps volunteer, Sandra Ray is a teacher, seminar leader, and devoted student of spiritual disciplines, and she lectures around the globe. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you so much. (laughs) Very happy to have you on the program. Okay, great. You know, you've written many books, and your newest book, which is coming out very soon. Just came out. (laughs) Just came out. Yeah. Okay, and so people can get that book online at SandraRay.com. Right. Okay, and it's S-O-N-D-R-A-Ray.com. Okay, your book, Rock the World with the Divine Mother, what does the title mean? Rock your world, it is, exactly. Well, uh, it has a double meaning. You know, the Divine Mother rocks you in her arms and takes care of you and wants to give you everything. And she also rocks your world, which means she shakes up all the false identities that you have and clears you. And it's it's really working with the life force itself, which is which is a feminine aspect. So it's very powerful to let the Divine Mother into your life. So the Divine Mother is sort of an analogy in a way. Well, you know, it's not just the Virgin Mary. It's actually the feminine aspect of God, which we need to um, connect with now because the patriarchy is so out of balance. And in India, they consider uh, the um, original spark of creation to be a feminine aspect. So you're you're working with the original spark of creation, which is the highest force. I mean, life is the highest force there is. Mm-hmm. So you're working with the life force itself and the feminine. And uh, you could also say it's the intelligence behind matter. That's why they say there's nothing higher than worship of the Divine Mother, actually. So it, it, in a way it's like worshiping God, yes? Well, yes, of course, and just kind of tuning into the feminine aspect of God, you know, the mm-hmm. compassionate side, the side that we need right now, the, the nurturing side, um, like the mother, thinking about how a mother is nurturing and compassionate, and the side of ourselves that wants to conserve life. 
how do we tune into the Divine Mother? Is it difficult? Is it complicated? Do you have to go through rigorous meditation to get there? No, not at all. Because if you just think of the uh, worshiping life itself, you start there. And also, you know, Amaji is uh, one of the highest female saints in the planet today, and she is the Divine Mother herself. And you can see her in the body right now, fortunately. And you can go to www.ama.org and really... Um, get an experience of her website is incredible and she's called the hugging saint and she travels around and hugs people sometimes she's hugged as many as 15,000 in one city so and you is you've met her and worked with her yeah she is my female teacher definitely and what is it like to be in her energy well it's just exquisite you know uh, after my mother died I had a kind of a depression and um, I was kind of down and <laughs> I couldn't shake it and uh, I went into seclusion for a while, and then finally somebody drove me to Amaji. And just on the way, I'd say 20 miles before I even got to the hotel, I started feeling back to myself. And I said to my driver, oh, my God, I feel back to myself. And then <laughs> I got in her presence, and I just recovered. I mean, it was just overnight, even before she hugged me. So, you know, she, she really has the power to heal, and she, uh, she puts mantras in your ear. And she hugs you, and she heals you, and um, she's exquisite. It's exquisite love. It really is. Tell us a little more about her and uh, how people can learn about her, what she does. Well, if you go on her website, I would recommend reading the book, the, or you can order the book, The Path of the Mother, and it really, it really explains what it's like to, uh, to have her in your life. That's the best book I would recommend. And, you know, she says you have to clear your shadows. You know, you have to clear your personal shadow. You have to clear your family shadow. And you have to clear your religious shadow before you can really be liberated. And it explains everything in there. Uh, that book is the best one I would recommend for people. And then I did write about her in my new book, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother. I put a whole chapter in there, and she did allow me to put her picture in, and she did allow me to publish her speech for women. That she, she actually won the Gandhi King Award, and when she went to Switzerland to accept it, she gave the most incredible speech uh, for women today. Uh, so I was allowed to publish that in my book, and if people read that, they'll really get an idea who she is. Why would you say this is so timely now, particularly with her speech and what she's talking about in your writing? Why is it so important for us now to connect with the Divine Mother? Well, because, you know, I think what happened to me is when September 11th happened, I was in such a shock, and I wrote to all my colleagues, and uh, I asked them what they were saying to people and how I could help people, and I came out of seclusion right after September 11th because I think it's time to go back to work immediately. And the the best letter I got from a colleague was a, a, a poem he wrote to the Divine Mother asking for help for the situation. <laughs> because, you know, when we have so much violence and, and all that, and, and it's because we're so out of balance. You know, we're just uh, in, in ancient times, people worshipped the Divine Mother and things were um, peaceful. And Creed is an example uh, that Rene Eisler wrote about in Chalice and the Blade. Um, there, it was not the matriarchy like people think and we're not talking about going back to the matriarchy but in Crete during some civilizations they had um, male and female equals and they had peaceful joyous relationships and there was no war and they all worshipped the Divine Mother so oh, no. if we, if we want to get out of war I think we better do it yeah, that's my, my question is why are we out, so out of balance today more than ever not just with war but so many divorces, so many troubled relationships. 
Why so much now? What do you think? Well, I think, you know, that the light that's coming in is pushing up everybody's darkness, and I think there's more light coming in, and the planet is going through an ascension process. And ascension means when you go to a higher vibration, higher frequency. And when, you know, we're at the, we're at the end of a 60,000-year cycle, so the planet is going to another dimension. And when the planet is doing that, which is alive, the planet's alive, then we have to do that with it. So it's like when there's more light coming in, all the darkness is exposed. And there is more light coming in now. And as a matter of fact, you can go through thousands of years of progress in one year now, between now and 2012. When you have that much light coming in, it pushes up all the darkness and all the hidden stuff in relationships, in the body, you know, the governments and the systems. So, so if in your personal life there is there's light coming in, but you have to release all the dark. Uh-huh. How do you make that transition? All this dark is coming up, and the sadness and depression, and the lights coming in. But how do you how do you make that transfer, Sandra? Well, you need a spiritual practice like rebirthing. I think you know rebirthing is the fastest thing I have ever found to handle the question you're asking. You know, it's a breathing technique where you breathe out your subconscious darkness, and it feels fantastic. And it's the easy way, you know, mm-hmm. because if you keep stepping it, you're going to get in pain. And uh, if you just talk about it, that's not enough. You know, you can go to therapy and just analyze the darkness, but you're not going to, you know, release it. We're talking about permanent release is necessary, and reversing is a breathing technique that permanently releases your darkness. And it's a wonderful thing to have available on the planet today. And I've written books about it, and I'm I hope to create a renaissance of rebirthing right now in the world. Well, you were one of the modern founders of the rebirthing movement. What do you say to people who have experienced rebirthing, and as they're breathing, they start to fall asleep? Oh, well, in that case, they might have had a lot of anesthesia, probably. Uh, you know, the, the, the anesthesia crosses the placenta, and the baby is born anesthetized, so there's a lot of drugs in the body. And if they fall asleep, that might be one of the reasons. Another reason a person, we call it going unconscious, is maybe they don't want to look at something and they'd rather avoid it, so they just kind of check out <laughs> by going unconscious. So usually it's anesthesia, though, if they actually fall asleep. And that can be breathed out. They might have to go into cold water, wet rebirthing, if they don't get through it. If they can't stay awake in a rebirth, we might put them in the cold water and rebirth them in cold water. And that usually works really well. How does the rebirthing, Sandra, tie into the Divine Mother? Well, you know, in in a way, it's it's really blended perfectly because uh, we're talking about going for more life with the Divine Mother and the life force itself is a feminine aspect, as I said. And when you are rebirthing yourself, you're taking in more life and more light, and um, you're letting go of the darkness. So to me, it's like when you pull on the inhale, you're pulling in the life force, which is a Divine Mother aspect. And, you know, it, it uh, pushes out anything unlike itself. So... It, to me, it's it's really perfect, and I, I've created a um, training called the Liberation Training that the Divine Mother gave me, and it's uh, exquisite. It's a it's a wet rebirthing training, advanced kind of advanced training. We have to do it in thermal waters, and that is amazing because the thermal waters are like being inside of the Divine Mother herself. When you say thermal, what kind of temperatures are we looking at? Uh, well, 103, but there's some that are hotter, but they're almost too hot to put your face in. So <laughs> I think 102, 103 is a good temperature. And, you know, there's hot springs all around. You can find them. And I usually take people to um, New Mexico. 
and you take people to New Mexico to do this rebirthing. Ojo Caliente, yeah, Ojo Caliente Hot Springs. Uh huh. Right. And that's a wet rebirthing training. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to talk to my guest, Sandra Ray, who's the best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is and I Deserve Love. She's also one of the modern founders of the rebirthing movement. She's an avid world traveler, teacher, seminar leader, devoted student of spiritual disciplines, and really lectures and travels around the globe. And today we're talking about her newest book, which just came out, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, Bringing the Sacred Power of the Divine Mother into Our Lives. And the forward is by Marianne Williamson. We're not calling in today because the show is pre-recorded, but you can log on to Sandra Way's website to learn more about her work and workshops, sandraray.com, S-O-N-D. Ray.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. My guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call into Positive Living on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcast each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin and you can listen right here on VoiceAmerica.com on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. All shows are archived on Voice America site and on my site, RaskinResources.com. And so you can listen to those whenever you have the opportunity, and that's really the beauty of these programs is that they, they have a wonderful shelf life. 
And uh, before I continue, I just want to talk about my sponsor, Jane Iredell's Mineral Makeup, which is made from the Earth's Minerals. I love this makeup. I wear it. It feels weightless and gives wonderful coverage, and my skin feels healthy and youthful. It's not an ordinary makeup because it doesn't have fragrances or dyes or preservatives. It's a makeup and foundation and concealer and sunscreen all in one, recommended highly by physicians, which is how I heard about it. You can contact Michelle Fensky at 678-472-3866, 678-472-3866, or write to her at mfensky at janeiredell.com, J-A-N-E-I-R-E-D-A-L-E.com. Or if you didn't get that and you want wonderful mineral makeup that makes your skin feel great, just write to me, Patricia at RaskinResources.com, and I'll put you in touch with Michelle. We have a wonderful program on today, which is specially pre-recorded, so you won't be calling in. My guest is the renowned Sandra Ray, who is the best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is and I Deserve Love. She is a modern founder of the Rebirthing Unit, Rebirthing Movement. She is a teacher, seminar leader, and devoted student of spiritual disciplines, and teaches and travels around the globe. Her newest book is Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, bringing the sacred power of the Divine Mother into our lives. And in this book, Sandra talks about her world travels and her transformational experiences, as well as about the Divine Mother. Welcome back, Sandra. Thank you. You know, in reading your book, the story that really struck me, and of course you talk about many places around the globe you visited, is your time in Bali and these amazing experiences you had that were synchronistic. Talk about that and how that related to the Divine Mother. Yes, uh, well, I went to Bali for the first the first time I went by myself, and I spent six weeks there, and I was literally blown away. I mean, everyone was so beautiful. They were thin. There was no overweight people. There, there seemed to be no crime. Uh, people were happy. Everything was beautiful. And it just, the whole place was so sacred. It seemed like it was descended from another dimension. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just blew, was really uh, blown away by the fact that the people have um, a temple inside their house, and they relate to seven of temples altogether. But every home has a temple in the middle, and they would never think of building a house without the temple first. Mm-hmm. And they use these temples, and every morning they make puja, or they do worship to the Divine Mother by making offerings uh, as a family together before they go to work and they would never go to work without doing that (laughs) beautiful flower arrangements and baskets and they take it to the temples and after they do that they go to work you know just for starts (laughs) and then uh, all the temples they use them regularly they're not just sitting there like relics I mean they're used and then they have the big divine mother temple on top of the hill that's in you know the super duper temple and that's where the government is I mean it's right there and then they have, I'll never forget, they have this um, bu- building, it's open air with a roof, and it's a, a flat um, piece of, uh, I don't know what, their land they sit on or something, and I said, what goes on in there? And they said, oh, anytime there's any problem on Bali, all the priests come and meditate up here to solve the problem, right by the Divine Mother Temple. And uh, they do these ceremonies, and these ceremonies are just incredible. They are so powerful. I, I was able to witness a few ceremonies, and... I just I just couldn't stop thinking about Bali as you get under my skin. <laughs> and I went back a couple other times. I've written books there, and everybody should visit Bali once to find out what it could really be like. So they all believe in the same thing. There isn't a variety of religions there. Is that right? Well, I mean, Hinduism is the base, I think, you know, and uh, Hinduism they're always worshiping the Divine Mother. It's you know, but it, India it's like it's like India, but. 
Bali is quite prosperous and, and isn't as poor, of course. And uh, but I think the basic is Hinduism, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So if we if we take that situation that you just painted so beautifully, and we look at our situation in our culture, in our country, it's worlds apart. What's right. the major What's the major difference? What is it that we that we are not doing? Well, we're not honoring nature like they are. They're totally honoring nature. Uh, we're not honoring the Divine Mother. We're forgetting all about that, I think, and we're kind of stuck in the patriarchy, and that's not the fault of men. I think everybody's addicted to the patriarchy, you know. <laughs> so, uh, we, you know, I don't see people uh, spending time worshiping in the morning or doing praises to the Divine Mother anywhere here much. And, you know, if, if it's done, it's rare. Maybe at some ashrams. I mean, we have an ashram, Babaji Ashram in Colorado, and we do it there. And I go to these ashrams, but I don't, I don't really see a lot of people doing that. They jump up, run to the computer, run to work, and run home. And it's a whole different, uh, it's almost like worshipping money instead of worshipping the Divine Mother. I think we have to change yeah. if we want to save the planet and everything to work. When you talk about this, it alludes to a spiritual family. And in, this, in, in our culture, we hear about spiritual family, but we also hear about cults. What's the difference, Sandra? Oh, yeah, yes. I, I actually wrote uh, an article in a magazine, you know, not a magazine, in one of my books called Pure Joy. And I, I wrote this article, The Difference Between a Cult and a True Spiritual Family. And there's really a huge difference. And in a cult, I mean, people are encouraged not to speak to their parents. They're um, encouraged to give all their money to the leader, and they're kind of at the effect of the leader and every, every whim of the leader and um, a true spiritual pa- family is kind of like the multiple guru system you you uh, try to encourage everybody to become a guru and you are have a common goal of enlightenment which is a little bit different than a goal of worshipping the leader <laughs> you know and uh, I think a true spiritual family is important nowadays we have what we call a rebirthing community, which is a spiritual family that I create everywhere I go. And what we're trying to do is help each other become enlightened. And when you, when you talk about enlightenment and then you talk about, you know, sort of the patriarchy, then we allude to the whole situation of power, that power is, is pervasive. And ego and power are pervasive. And that seems to get in the way. Is that why you think there's so much unhappiness? How do we deal with that, with our own power and ego? Yeah, it depends on how, how you define power. You know, the old power, manipulation, control, and all that. That's, that's the ego, and that's a false power, and that's not real power. That's false power, and that will be destructive to everyone. And that contains anger and all that. And uh, real power to me is spiritual power, which is love and safety and certainty. And I can define those if you like, but I feel like it's a totally different ball of wax when you're working toward love, safety, and certainty. And that's my my definition of power. And we want everybody to be in their own spiritual power so they can make a difference and have self-esteem so they can make a difference. And people who are in love, safety, and certainty, um, they would be out of their ego, you see. They would be in their real self. Um Ego-based power is anger and control and manipulation, and that's always destructive. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of that, in our culture, there is there are more divorces than there have ever, ever been. I mean, it's at its highest peak. Uh huh. Any comments on that? Anything you think we can do to change that, Sandra? 
Yes, well, you know, I've been studying relationships since 1974. It's one of my favorite subjects, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I think people get married unconsciously, and, you know, they sleep with someone and have good sex, and they think, well, let's get married. You know, they're not thinking about, well, this person is for the long haul, you know, and what happens in marriage is so intimate that when your partner sends you a lot of love, then love is an energy that's very strong, and it brings up anything unlike itself. So when your partner loves you very strongly at the beginning of the relationship, which we call the romantic period, then that pushes up your subconscious and all this junk comes up. And that happens in both partners. And if they don't know how to deal with it, then they just clash and crash and then they you know, argue and fight till they can't stand it anymore. You know, usually um, the second phase of relationship is, and the third phase are, um, you know, going downhill. In other words, it's there's a disillusionment phase first where you find out all the stuff you can't stand about the other person, and then there's the misery phase where they, you really get stuck in your patterns. And this, this was actually research done in Minnesota in the 1980s that, that there's these phases of relationships. I think romantic period only lasts two months, and disillusion period could could last two years and the misery stage could last 30 years and then uh, then you get to um, enlightenment where you stop blaming the other person and then you finally get mutual respect but you know my problem with the study is by the time you get to that you're too old to enjoy it so one of the reasons I got involved in the relationships technology movement is I wanted to know how do I go from the romantic period and skip 30 years of misery and get to enlightenment. (laughs) Yes, and what's your answer for that? Well, you have to handle your case, and your case is all your own programming, uh, your negativity, your... Uh, we call it the five biggies. There's uh, five negative consciousness factors that keep you from being in bliss. And one is the birth trauma, and two is specific negative thought structures, and three is the parental disapproval syndrome, and four is the unconscious death urge, and five is other lifetimes. And you have, have to work all that out, or otherwise it's always contaminating your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's That's a lot, you know, and you can work it out through rebirthing, and if both people are getting rebirthed, it's actually fun to help each other release this. Mm. One of the things, we have to take a break, but one of the things you wrote in your book that was interesting was about how people often have sex too quickly, that they need to really wait to know each other, and that also there's that whole element of the tantric sex, which Mm -hmm. is involving the breath work. Yes, Do you want to talk about that now? Well, I think um, what we'll do is let's take a break, and when we come back, let's have you talk about that, because sexuality, I think, is so important, and we often get very mixed messages in our Uh, culture about sexuality. I know. It's good, but it's not good. Uh It's good at certain times, and then it's not good at certain (laughs) times. I know. So I, I would really like to explore that, folks. Stay on with us because we have on a real pioneer and leader in the consciousness movement, Sandra Ray, who is the best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is and I Deserve Love, and she was one of the modern founders of the rebirthing movement. We're talking about her new book, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, Bringing the Sacred Power of the Divine Mother into Our Lives. And you can log on to SandraRay.com, S-O-N-D-R-A-Ray.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hi, this is Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. My guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call into Positive Living on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Lisa brings you a new inside story featuring new and established talents, songwriters, and indie artists. During her one-hour show, Lisa gets to the heart of featured guest stories, and you'll get to hear their songs that got them to Lisa's doorstep. Tune in Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific to Lisa's Walk the Talk Show on Voice America Radio Network. Radio Network. A renowned speaker, writer, and personal coach, Steve Maraboli has risen to national prominence by delivering highly penetrating and effective programs that help people shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to their greatest potential, and align themselves with happiness, success, and excellence. From Fortune 500 companies, national corporations, and social organizations, to professional athletes and inner-city youth, Steve Maraboli is a recognized leader in personal enhancement. Speeches, seminars, and coaching with Steve Maraboli are designed to help break through the barriers that hinder happiness and success, rejuvenate ambition, reignite the drive to succeed, boost productivity, amplify motivation and inspirational drive, renew inner strength, and maximize effectiveness. Today is a new day. Release the power within. For more information, visit our website, abettertoday.com or stevemariboli.com or email us at staff at stevemariboli.com. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today, so you won't be calling in, but you certainly can log on to my guest website, which is SondraRay.com, S-O-N-D-R-A-R-A-Y.com. And my guest is Sandra Ray, who is the best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is and I Deserve Love. She's one of the modern founders of the rebirthing movement. She travels around the globe teaching. She's a devoted student of spiritual disciplines and a well-known teacher and seminar leader. And her newest book that we're talking about today is Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, bringing the sacred power of the Divine Mother into our lives. And the forward is by Marianne Williamson. Welcome back, Sandra. Thank you. You know, we were talking right before the break about the whole um, the whole tone and the whole element of sexuality in our lives. And you wrote a lot about this in this book, um, Rock the Divine Mother. And one of the things you talked about is in a relationship, you waited many months uh, before you had sex because you felt that you really need to understand the person. And also you write about in the book the element of tantric sex, which involves breath work. Mm-hmm. And as I said before the, you know, before the break, we have such mixed messages in our culture about sexuality. In one hand, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, and in the other hand, it's forbidden and it's terrible. So address that with us. Yes, uh, well, you know, I, first of all, the Course in Miracles would say there's only one thing that matters about sex. And that's, are you, are you in the ego's thought system with it or the Holy Spirit's thought system? 
Now, the ego's thought system is based on the thought, I'm separate from God, and therefore I'm guilty, therefore I'm a sinner, therefore I'm bad, therefore I'll be punished, and then I'm going to have fear of punishment, then I'm going to have pain, and it goes downhill from there. And <laughs> the Holy Spirit's thought system is based on the thought, I am one with God, therefore I am innocent, I am love, I am peace, I am joy. So if you're in the ego's thought system, I think people will have trouble with sex, and <laughs> that's, that's the problem. And it's very intense sex, so it does bring up everything unlike itself, and it brings up everything fast that's in the subconscious. This is why I felt it was good to follow the ancient schools of mystery schools. They would say you shouldn't have sex for nine months. When you find somebody that you think you really want to be with, you should wait nine months. And so one of my teachers recommended I do that with this one man, and I tried it. And I was so glad I did, because after about the fifth month, I really got a red flag about him and not to be with him and I was so glad I had not had sex because it would have been harder to break up with him you know <laughs> so I kind of think that you know we jump into bed with people too fast you know I, I have to say this um, there were certain religions and I'm talking about Orthodox Judaism talking about um, Orthodox Muslims that do not not only do they not have sex before marriage but mm-hmm. they don't touch oh they don't even touch and the divorce rate is, in, among Orthodox Jews, the divorce rate is very, very low. Oh. Very, very low. And, of course, they, they marry people who have their same belief system and have brought up in the same traditions. But that piece of sexuality is really there. Mm. And in terms of really waiting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's something to really think about. I mean, and nowadays, I mean, people are having sex younger and younger. and <laughs> So that's another issue. But um, I think, you know, sexuality in the Tantra sense, as you mentioned, is more focusing on sharing love. And in the Western tradition, we're focusing on a goal, which is the orgasm. And the problem with that is when you're focusing on a goal, you're not in present time. And so you're thinking about something in the future, you're not really there. And in the Tantra tradition, you keep focusing on sharing love, which is staying in the moment. And that is uh, a big difference also, and I think it's much better to be 100% present and turn it into a spiritual and make it a spiritual experience. Speaking of being present and being here now, one of the things you write about in your book is physical immortality. Uh, Yes, I did. What does that have to do with the Divine Mother and explain (laughs) it? Well, in India they say only the Divine Mother can give you the boon or the blessing of physical immortality, and at first I didn't understand that. But now I do, because the Divine Mother is talking about the life that does represent the life force itself. And physical immortality is constantly choosing more life moment by moment and learning to rejuvenate your body and living in your body as long as you choose by the power of your mind and practicing certain spiritual laws. So in order to uh, get on that path, you have to give up the thought death is inevitable. You have to breathe out all your anti-life thoughts and your thought I'm separate from God and your negative thoughts. And it keep rebirthing so that you can rejuvenate your body. You know, I did take rebirthing to Russia, and they scientifically proved over there, the doctors that got rebirth, that rebirthing does produce regeneration, rejuvenation of the body. So most can you of us, do it by yourself, Sandra, or do you need a teacher to work with you? Pardon? Can you can you rebirth yourself, or do you need a teacher to work with you? No, you need you? to have a rebirther at the beginning, especially because it's very powerful. If you start rebirthing yourself, you could uh, you could uh, slip into an early uh, infancy pattern, and then you might be scared. You know, so we don't recommend that. Of course, the goal is to later on 
rebirth yourself. So after a while, when you get to a certain point, you can rebirth yourself. I rebirth myself a lot, but I still prefer getting rebirthed by another rebirther because it's more powerful and you can't fool yourself. And let's talk about, the again, rebirthing is getting back to that energy that we had from the womb. Well, rebirthing is a simple breathing process. It's a spiritual purification technique. And it so happens that you can remember your birth and your womb experience in in rebirthing when you're ready. And, uh, yes, it's getting in touch with that beautiful prenatal energy that you had in the womb. And it's so beautiful when you do get in touch with that and you work with that energy and you're, you do, in rebirthing, bring the unconscious to the conscious without drugs and without hypnosis. So you can see what thoughts you had in the womb and some of them were negative and some thoughts which are pre-verbal are very negative. They're formed in the womb or at birth and most people have a negative thought at birth like I'm not good enough, I'm bad, I'm wrong. If they're the wrong sex, for example, or if they hurt their mother at birth, they might have a thought, I hurt people. Or, you know, if they're a preemie, they might have a thought, I'm weak, um, you know, and they might have a thought, I'm a disappointment, or I can't make it, or I can't breathe, I can't get out, I can't move, and they have, people have a lot of negative thoughts around birth, and until those thoughts are released, you cannot really go all the way in your process. You know, look, a question that's burning in my mind when you talk about this is the whole concept of abortion. Uh-huh. Is that, how does that relate here to rebirthing? Well, they, we have clients whose mothers attempted abortion and uh, who had abortions before they were born, and it absolutely affects the person. I mean, imagine if your mother attempted an abortion and it failed and you came out anyway. Uh, you might have a thought, people are out to get me, people are out to kill me, mm-hmm. and the memory of that is really strong. Uh, or if there was an abortion or miscarriage before the, this baby came in, we find out whether or that was the same being. In other words, if you had, if your mother had a miscarriage or abortion before you, who was that? Was that you or was it another party, another soul? Interesting. So uh, that, that makes a big difference in rebirthing, and we study that, you know. Interesting. Um, as far as the issue of abortion, that's, uh, um, of course, a hot topic. Yes. But we would say that there's three people involved, the soul, the mother, and the father. So uh, for some reason, that soul also chose that for some reason because mm-hmm. consciousness exists before birth. You talk about the Divine Mother, of course, in this book. What is the role of the Divine Father? Is there the Divine Father role? Well, of course, we need both. I mean, you need to have balance, and uh, we don't want to. We don't want to slip over to the matriarchy. <laughs> we want to have it the way God created it, and there is balance. And when the male and female is in balance, everything works. And we have to get in balance in ourselves. Like we each have a masculine and a feminine. You know, if we didn't, it wouldn't. Be, it would be way out of balance. So. We, we start with trying to get the masculine and feminine in balance within ourselves and then try to get the masculine and feminine in balance in the world. 
and we need the masculine and we need the feminine. So they both should be there equally. And it's the point of balance is, is the word that we need to think about. You talk in your book about the word Shakti, uh-huh. that that needs to be awakened for the past impressions and the karmas to come out. Is that all part of this too? Yes, and your Shakti awakens in, sometimes through meditation, but it definitely awakens in rebirthing. And, and you could call it the chi energy or the sh- whatever, but... Um, this, you know, there's the Kundalini, which is also similar that goes up the spine. And when the Shakti Kundalini moves, then your chakras are cleaned out, and sometimes you remember your past lives, and you clear all your chakras, and you get to a very high state. Now, in your book, you talked about how in order to write this book, you had to be shattered. What did you mean? Well, you know, I uh, went to India a lot, and I had all these miracles that occurred to me, by the way, they're in the book, and um, that was a surprise to me. I asked my guru, Babaji, to please show me what's the meaning of the Divine Mother. And I saw, witnessed all a series of miracles for 10 years. And that was so shocking to me that my whole system, <laughs> the old uh, form of my system had to collapse. I guess the part of me that was stuck in the patriarchy or the part of me that had an ego, and I had to go through an ego death. Now, uh, for me, it was quite dramatic because I'm a teacher, and again, the teachers always have to go through a lot. Yes. But I'm really glad I, I would certainly not uh, have skipped that. If I, even if it was hard, I'm glad I went through that. Because it, I became a new person. I really did. I, I became a person that is a um, much better person than I was before. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about miracles. Okay. And it's one of the things in the book we talk about is creating the miracle consciousness in our lives. My guest is Sandra Ray, the best-selling author of many books. And we're talking about her book today, the new book, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother. And that is bringing the sacred power of the Divine Mother into our lives. And Sandra Ray is one of the modern founders of the rebirthing movement and is world-renowned in her work. We won't be calling in, but you can write uh, to her through her website, SandraRay.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Hi, this is Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on voiceamerica.com. Tune in Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. My guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call into Positive Living on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own big league MVP. MVP, my victory plan, potential for greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. 
the woman MVP who set you free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And Positive Living is here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And all the shows are archived on the Voice America site. You can also write to me at Patricia at RaskinResources.com. This is a pre-recorded program. You won't be calling in, but you can write to me with questions, and you can also log on to my guest website. My guest today is the renowned Sandra Ray, who is the best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is and I Deserve Love. And today we're talking about her newest book, Hot Off the Press, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, Bringing the Sacred Power of the Divine Mother into Our Lives. Sandra Ray is a devoted teacher of spiritual disciplines, teacher, seminar leader, and she lectures around the globe. She is also one of the modern founders of the rebirthing movement. You can log on to Sandra Ray, S-O-N-D-R-A, Ray, R-A-Y.com. Welcome back, Sandra. Thank you. Now, in your book, you talk about miracles and miracle consciousness, and you say in your book that really in order to have miracles in our life, we must have a miracle consciousness. Explain. Yes, we have to purify ourselves first, and I think that means clearing out your fear and your doubt. You, you can't, miracles cannot happen if you have fear, and they can't happen if you have doubt. And uh, people can read The Course in Miracles if they really want to learn about miracles. But one of the reasons I wrote the book and, uh, and shared those miracles is to show people how the Divine Mother can give you miracles in your life and can solve all problems, and I think... If you remember the miracles that I saw were so profound, it proved to me that the Divine Mother can solve all of our problems. I mean, there's nothing she can't solve, and that's why I wanted people to know they can have, and they do deserve, and they are entitled to miracles. And you just have to let go of your fear or the thought I'm not good enough to have a miracle, you know, or the doubt that it won't work. And how do you handle that when the fear keeps coming up and up over and over? Well, a fear is due to a thought. You know, the uh, one, one can process one's thought. So if you have a fear, you notice what is the thought causing the fear? And it could be I can't, I can't make it, I'll never be able to get what I want or it's not going to turn out well, or some people have a thought, you know, that nothing works for me. <laughs> you know, they have to process their thoughts, or they have to process their fear that they'll be punished. I think some of the reasons people have fear is they have the belief in sin, therefore they have guilt, and guilt always demands punishment. So they're walking around expecting punishment, and that causes a lot of fear. And then holding on to the death programming, that causes fear. So there's a lot of causes of fear, thoughts and the birth trauma, the death urge, you know, and it can be all cleared. 
and we found that when you clear it, you can have miracles in your life. But if you have fear, how are you going to have a miracle? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't want to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> you know, you, you can't. They, they, the Holy Spirit cannot give you a miracle cure if you have fear of miracles. So you have to pray for release of the fear of the miracle. Mm-hmm. So what is, I'm talking you... about healing right there. What advice would you give to folks who are in need of healing, who do, who are working through grief, or working through issues of fear? What basic advice would you give to folks listening today? What would be your basic message? Well, in order to have healing, you have to do what we call a cleansing so that the light can come in. And the cleansing can be through rebirthing, and you can go on the Philadelphia rebirthingcenter.com and find a rebirther, or reading The Course in Miracles, or maybe just doing plain forgiveness. Forgiveness is a way of cleansing yourself. See, if you haven't forgiven, then you're angry. And if you're angry, then the light cannot come in. In order to be healed, you have to get more light in the cells. But if a person is angry or if they have a lot of guilt, the light tries to come in, but it'll just bounce off. It can't enter the cells. So, in so guilt as well as fear yes. and, and as well as anger. Yes. Guilt also plays a part in right. it. Right. Those are all ego-based emotions, guilt, anger, and fear, and they all have to be let go of or otherwise your life just won't work well and you won't feel good. You know, you just won't feel good if you have guilt, fear, and anger going all the time. And those issues prevent you from being healed. What do you feel about therapy and talking to a counselor about this, or do you feel it has to go deeper with breath work? Well, talking is always good, better than not talking, but I'll tell you what the Course in Miracles says, and I'm quoting the um, teacher's manual in the Song of Prayer book. It says about therapy, how can you get the light when you're analyzing the darkness? So in the rebirthing... Mm, that's powerful. Are, Read, say that again, please. It says, how can you get the light when you're analyzing the darkness? Mm. And what they mean is, in order to be healed, you need light. So in rebirthing, we are pulling in the light. That's why it's faster, and that's why a lot of therapists are adding rebirthing to their practice and becoming rebirthers. Mm. Fascinating. So what what has been one major lesson that you've learned from all your travels around the world? I mean, you lived in many places, and you visited many places and taught in many places. What have you gained from that? Well, so much I could talk for hours, but I mean, I've seen the problem of speaking of forgiveness. I try to get every everybody to forgive their parents. You know, I say on a scale of zero to ten, where are you at forgiving your parents? Ten is total, complete forgiveness, and zero is none, and five is half. You know, and what do you get? What number do you get on your father? What number do you get on your mother? And I am shocked and shocked and shocked that they get very low scores, like four. <laughs> you know, they're, they just have not forgiven their parents. So it's universal. You're saying this is universal. Yeah, I'm saying this is in every country, every country I go to. And uh, so I'm always pushing, pushing, trying to get them up to ten, you know, because until you forgive your parents, how are your relationships going to work? Because anything unresolved with your parents comes up in your relationships. So recently, and over the last two years, I've been doing this forgiveness test, and I have been just shocked how in every country people don't want to forgive their parents. And that's one of the causes of aging and death is not forgiving, you know. So that's one thing I've learned, uh, that there's a resistance out there to forgiving parents. And it's really too bad because forgiveness is the key to happiness, you know. And another thing I learned recently on this tour, I just went to nine countries in Europe, and uh, I found out that just because somebody is miserable doesn't mean they want to change. And that was kind of a shock to me. I thought, you know, anytime someone's miserable, they would want to change. 
but some people are addicted to their misery. You know, they like to complain, and um, that shocked me. But the one thing that I've learned is that people also feel they uh, have to put up with pain, they have to tolerate it, and uh, they're resigned to it. And I'm always telling people that's not true. You you can live in a pain-free body. So I think, um, you know, my work is telling people the good news that you can be liberated from pain, (laughs) you can be liberated from fear, guilt, and anger, and there's a way to do it. And uh, that's why I keep traveling, because um, people uh, somehow are just putting up with stuff they don't have to put up with. They're tolerating it. They're tolerating their pain. They're tolerating their misery. That's not necessary. And you're saying there's tremendous hope to have a joyous life. Yes, and you know, I just taught a training here in Los Angeles, a loving relationships training, and I saw people change so much in two two and a half days. And it was a thrill to teach it, as usual, because uh, people can change when they make these shifts by changing their thoughts and forgiving. They can change rapidly. Mm. Wonderful. Sandra, if people want to learn more about your work, they go onto your website, SandraRay.com. Right, and my schedule is on there and every place I'm going and so on. My books are on there, and uh, I'd be happy to hear from them. And they they can write to you through the site. Right. Okay. Closing thoughts for our listeners today about Sandra Ray and the work in rebirthing and the work about your wonderful new book here, Rock the World with the Divine Mother. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time for new paradigms, and so I, I've been teaching new paradigms, and the old paradigm just isn't going to work anymore. And the old paradigm in relationships has to do with manipulation, control, and domination and arguing and fighting, and that's not going to work anymore. So I've been teaching new paradigms, and I'm excited to do that, and I hope people are are open to uh, letting go of the past. I think if we could let go of the past and just stay in present time, we'd be a lot better off. (laughs) But most people are addicted to dragging the past into the present, and that's a problem. But if most people will go forward and... You know, say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm I'm ready for enlightenment. Please um, undo all my negative thoughts so I can move forward. And in changing our thoughts, I think I think the discipline is noticing our thoughts. And anytime there's a negative thought, you change it to the opposite right on the spot. And that's thank a good discipline. Thank you so much, Sandra, for being yeah. on the program. Okay, thank, thank you, you for having me. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. Sandra Ray, best-selling author of many books, including The Only Diet There Is. And her newest book, Rock Your World with the Divine Mother, bringing the sacred power of the Divine Mother into our lives, log on to SandraRay.com. Folks, as I always say at the end of the program, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. Know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, you can contact me at Patricia at RaskinResources.com. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Next week, we'll see you again on Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.